Welcome to It's a Good Life, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Today we have a special treat for you. Brian, live on stage from a recent event. Let's listen in. So how are we doing? We're a little tired. Oh yeah, you're so welcome. Me and the lads going to Washington, D.C., fighting for realtors to make sure they were essential workers, to make sure you could work during the pandemic. Hey! <laughs> now I wish I'd never gone. <laughs> Would have been nice for you to take a little vacation. But at the time, right, we had Mark Cuban telling people, hey, write down the offers 30%. You remember that nonsense? And remember who there was somebody saying real estate was a new toilet paper? You remember that? And there wouldn't be any on the shelf, and there wouldn't be any homes, and we were heading for a crisis, and there going to be so many shortages. You remember that guy? Okay. I always got you. So the dynamic is you guys are essential workers and went into the hottest market in the history of mankind. Okay? Now, how's everybody doing? Forget we're at the tip of the iceberg here with the real estate business. How's the average person doing? 2,000 adults surveyed in the U.S. 58% they felt unfocused, disjoint, and that taking a brief nap wasn't a viable solution. Naps are good things. Make a note of that. Naps are good things. Ronaldo, one of the greatest athletes in the history of the world, takes six a day. I get to get on that program. 55% no amount of sleep helps them feel rested. Oh, by the way, the number one reason for weight gain is lack of sleep. Because at nighttime, at nighttime, it's when your human growth hormone is released. So you can be working out like a fiend and not putting on any muscle. In fact, then lose muscle because you're not sleeping good. You don't have to raise your hands, but I'll bet there's a lot of people in this room have been struggling with their sleep in the last couple of years. And then number three, 56% poor sleep schedules have led to low energy, which is an actual physiological fact. So it'd be a fiend low. And so we get low energy, we then take the alternate route. I feel low energy, let me try some wine. I low energy, let me get a sports drink or juice up on the coffee. A little bit of sugar will give me some energy. How about some carbs? What was the average weight gain during COVID? Can anybody tell me? 25 pounds. 25 pounds. Started out as a quarantine 15, and then when the crisis dissipated, the habits were still there. Okay? Next, how are we? Too busy. Can I get an amen? So you've been essential, you've been fired up, and we're in this crazy market. Let me give you some stats real quick. 79% of listings were on the market for less than a month. Uh, you really needed to see that, didn't you? Give me a wow. Great insight there, Bri. Average time in the market was 19 days compared to 21 days a year before. It's going down. There were 3.9 offers for every home sold. I don't know where the hell that stat comes from. I sold a house in Point Loma. I think we got 25 offers in the first 24 hours. Here's one from this morning. Just got this stat fresh off. The active listings were down another 14%, while pending listings were down 9.8% from last year. And last year was the lowest ever. It's a hard time. New agents, oh, we'll talk about expanding the team and why right now I'm going to tell you by the end of the year, you really want to be looking at having a team or expanding the team the way the real estate business is going to go. Hard time for young people to be in real estate because all their peers, let's say somebody's 30, 32, getting into real estate. Try to be a 30-year-old trying to buy a house in San Diego. Okay? You got to start with about 300 grand down. 
That's tough. I remember Bev and I getting a down payment. I mean, it was, uh, you know, we, we were shaking some bacon to try to figure that out. So we are tired. We've been going hard. We're emotionally frazzled, especially in our business, nowhere more. Okay? Now, this number, just so you know, I don't believe is an accurate statistic. But there are actually things that the CDC has stopped reporting on the last two years. Because I follow this stuff for years. Because when Ogmandino spoke about it 20 years ago, and he'd have the suicide rate and the attempted suicide rate and the antidepressants, I just wanted to see where people were at. For two years, they haven't reported suicide. And they haven't reported uh, antidepressant usage. And I believe because they're scared to. But the number before pandemic was 40 million taking antidepressants. And I want to talk to you about this because I'm sure there's people in this room taking it. It's no harm, no foul. But I just want to tell you what the most common form of antidepressants is called SSRI. And what that is, it is a serotonin supplement to try to repudiate the, you know, the inhibitors from serotonin. Now, let me show you this. And, and Zig Ziglar started this with UCLA's medical school years ago. You will receive more serotonin in the next three days in an environment like this than anything that could be created by a factor of 100 antidepressants. So being in this environment, being in connection like this, being in connection with one another afterwards taking on the good stuff, listening to the podcast, reading the books, doing all the stuff is really, really good for you, okay? Now, again, if somebody's taking antidepressants, great. What my goal would be, flood you up with serotonin as much as possible so over time you could start taking a little bit less of it. Does that make sense? And on and on it goes. But that's actually what they're trying to do. They're trying to replace serotonin. Oh, by the way, lockdowns, mandates, what did they do for people? No more events. Church attendance across the United States down 37%. The devil loves the pandemic. And people have stopped going back to church. It was an example of getting serotonin. Events canceled all over. That event last year, peak experience, I got a call from the CEO of uh, Hilton worldwide and said, thank you for having the chops to put on that event. It was the first event Hilton held since the pandemic, and they used our event to show people that it could be done with you people, okay? Now, we had to stick Q-tips up your nose. It cost 150 grand. We had two ballrooms. We had the Monday night football trucks outside with two simulcast ballrooms and this and the other and whatever. And, did, and you know what? Because of who you are, it was freaking awesome. It was a great event, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, you know, went outside, synergized in 142 weather. It was brilliant. Weight loss, right? Got weight loss. <laughs> Serotonin, weight loss. What more do you want? Here's the big one. I'm going to address this tomorrow night because I turns out I have a PhD in this subject. It's called burned out. By the way, is it possible to get burned out doing what you love? Apparently. You may notice a little svelter than he's been in the past, looking a little better, feeling a little better. And the issue was nothing to do with weight. The issue was to do with burnout. And once I addressed the burnout, weight came off like that. Health improved like that. Mindset improved like that. American workers are burned out and bosses are struggling to respond. They're trying everything under the sun. It's the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Out of alignment. Out of alignment. Where, how are we doing? Values-wise. Joshua Fields, he says, if your actions don't align with your values, you'll continue to experience a chasm of discontent. If your actions don't align with your values, and your values are not something that you necessarily even think about, they just, they're there, they're deep within you, and sometimes our actions are in response to things, 
And the next thing you know, we're out of alignment, and we don't even know we're out of alignment, and the next thing you know, we're feeling this sense of discontent. And we're feeling discontent, there must be something wrong with everyone outside me. Does that make sense? You have a problem, and you have a problem. The Oprah Winfrey in reverse. You know, you, and you, and you, and you. So where are we? How are we? Tired, busy, emotionally frazzled, burned out alignment. But wait, there's more. Here's the good stuff. Here's the good stuff. Turn to the person next to you and say, here's the good stuff. Where do you want to be? Where do we want to be? First, let me give you the biggest one. You ready? Into the belly, into the chest, out. One more. At peace. When you're at peace, you make good decisions. Would you agree with that? Good decisions. Good decisions are going to need to be made. Good business people are going to need to make good decisions during this good recession that's coming up. You've heard me say in the past, recession's a terrible thing to waste. Time to get better. Let me say this. I'm never happy that something like that has happened because people get hurt. But people get hurt in times of prosperity too. I'm very happy from the group we lead because all the things that you value are going to become more valuable. Great service, personal attention, additional care, excellence. That all rises. You know, Buffett says, until the tide goes out, you don't know who's swimming naked. And there's a lot of butt-naked stuff going on in real estate right now. And there is going to be some bare asses showing in the sun. The word shalom means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, tranquility. Everything in its right place, like a Mary Poppins deal. Everything in its right place. Albert Einstein says, peace cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. We're going to start with self and work out to others, which is empathy turns to compassion. We're going to have empathy for ourselves. If you're a little off and don't really know it, if you're a little off and you kind of know it, but you're not going to be able to put your finger on it, what's going to happen during the course of these three days, and one of the things that's fantastic is you're going to sit next to some really super successful people. I'm a super successful guy, and I'm up here telling you I was a little bit off. Is that okay? And then I did something about it. And that's kind of cool when you're sitting at a table and someone goes, yeah, I was really screwed up. And you, oh, really? Because I thought I was the only one who felt that way. Does that make sense? And that's what makes this group special. Instead of a thousand ego monsters getting together, flexing their muscles on what new car they just bought. Where do we want to be after a piece? Loved. Remember I did the series, How to Love and Be Loved? Well, that's what we want. Olivia Neutron Bomb said this. I'm old enough to remember that, and now she's a granny. Um, To be loved is the most basic of human needs. Like a flower, it waters the human soul. But to love is a true blessing. What's the next thing we want? I want to be happy. Because I'm happy. Remember that one? Okay, we want to be happy. And it's in that order. Peace, love, happiness. We have a culture that's striving for happiness. Happiness is often equated with short-term pleasures. Oh, this Krispy Kreme cream makes me happy. This wine makes me happy. This here makes me happy. Binge-watching Breaking Bad for the seventh time. That makes me happy. But it's the third one. It's peace first, love second, then comes happiness. If being happy is important to you, try this. Instead of regretting all you lack, celebrate all you got. That might be worth remembering. Next one, want to be healthy. So you start getting the head and the heart. Here's what I realized. 
I actually took a golf lesson. So, I, and I'll tell you how I got to that. I, I, as I started addressing the burnout stuff, I took a golf lesson, and I was on video, and the guy was showing me my swing, and all I saw was my gut. And I went, I got three asses. I got one here, I got one here, and I got one here. I'm going to, my goal is to get back to one ass. That's my goal. <laughs> Baby's got back, back, back. <laughs> he who has health has hope, and he who has hope has everything. Ah, the Scots. Thomas Carlyle. How about the next one? Wealthy. Right? Isn't that where people want to start? Is it okay to be wealthy? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. This stuff costs money. Okay. Uh, Is this going to be a great experience? Is it cool to be here at Peak? It costs bucks to be here. The good life costs money. The good life costs money. Now, the dynamic is we're not the ones that stand in front of the Rolls Royce going, here's the power headshot. Here's Stephen Swit, brilliant music executive, said this, being rich is having money, being wealthy is having time. Being wealthy is having time. That's where the real bang for the buck is. I've been rich for decades, but I've lost my wealth consistently by not controlling my time. Does that make sense? We want to be at peace. We want to be loved. We want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We want to be wealthy. But it's in that order. It's always in the order I give it to you. Does that sound good so far? Let's talk about how to get back on track, baby. Let's put the pieces back together. Let's put the pieces back together. And people talk about, oh, there's a new normal, which is kind of like settle. And then there's people going, I want to get back to where it was prior to pandemic. And neither one of those things is going to happen for anybody. There isn't, oh, I'm going to settle for this new normal that is basically directed by a different type of culture, a different type of country, a different type of government, a different type of life, and you just got to settle for it. There are those of us who left those places, and I don't think America's ever going to settle for that stuff. But then there's all, let's go back to where it was. That's not happening either. We're going to put the good life back together, but these pieces are going to have different richness to it than ever before, different color than ever before, more wisdom than ever before, so we can do it right. Does that make sense? Okay. So here's where we start. We're going to reevaluate our priorities. Reevaluate our priorities. Nick Crocker says this, the greatest reflection of your priorities is your time. Whatever you say about what matters to you, the true test is where you place your time. Can you sense a theme that's coming your way? How many of you want to get back your time? Could I see your hands? We're going to reevaluate our calendar. Now, I am without excuse. I've been teaching on calendar for over 30 years. I'm here to tell you that I don't know when it happened that the weeds came and took over the garden. But I woke up one morning, and I couldn't see the flowers. I couldn't see the trees. I couldn't see the shrubs. I couldn't see the grass. And I had a radically overwhelming calendar. And out of that calendar came hyper-stress, hyper-burnout, weight gain, frustration, and probably even a greater demand on my bride's patience and the people who work for me's patients. Got burned out doing what I love with who I love because it's something as simple as didn't control my calendar. How many years have you guys heard me, hey, put the personal priorities in first, and then how many of you have heard me do this? I've been teaching on it for years, but what happened is next thing you know, the routines changed. 
I didn't go out to the gym. I stayed home to the gym. I didn't go into the office. I stayed home to Zoom. Okay? I did 67 broadcasts during the pandemic in this first six months. Talked to three million people. You guys were in need of help, and I wanted to champion you through it, and I threw myself into it. Used to build a training program every seven years. I built four in one year. People love the podcast. Next thing you know, it's 104 episodes, not 52. Joint venture partners with people who wanted us to create videos for the new agent training. So there's 39 extra videos. Companies going, hey, Brian, we can't fill our event. Could you come and do our event? If you show up, we'll get an audience. And remember in the musical Oklahoma, I'm just a girl who can't say no. I became that gal. <laughs> and I screeched into Christmas, and my kids were coming back from college. It was the first time everybody had been together in a long time. I got the flu that turned into pneumonia that finished off with a nice COVID sandwich. And I was locked in, and my kids are their father's devilish sense of humor. So our master bedroom is kind of at the end of the house, and it has these glass doors that look out onto the yard. We have a nice view and that kind of thing. And the kids would come, and they, they had their masks on, and they were treating me like I was in the old folks' home. And they made signs, and hey, you'd hang in there, Dad, don't die till I have kids, and, you know. Comforts, chicken soup for the soul. Beverly's like, that doesn't come from my side of the family. John Maxwell says, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret to your success is found in your daily routine. So let me tell you what happened. I called for a magical, very strict timeout, and everyone was told to go to hell. <laughs> Boom. Then myself and Jeanette had to work on the calendar every day, and sometimes the meetings went on for hours because my schedule is booked out through 2023 20, and 24 sometimes. We started saying no to a lot of things, things I've never in my life said, I'll go do something and then won't do it. Well, I broke that promise. It can be, oh, that's, that's his great calling card. He never lets us down. He always shows up. Oh, and he gets sick and dead. And people can go to the funeral and go, you know, he never let anybody down. Don't know how he did it. They used to say that all the time. Don't know how he does it. Don't know how he does it. Don't know how he does it. Apparently, I wasn't doing it. Does that make sense? Wasn't doing it well. You want to see the content I've put together for you guys today? Mastermind. We haven't done Mastermind since 2019. It's going to be worth the wait. This team's conference... There will never be any, anybody here got a team? You will never experience anything what's going to happen here in October. Podcast calendar, done a year out. I went to work, call time out, everyone else go to heck, and now I own the calendar. And by the way, people who love me, people I work with, people who want the best for me, oh, can you do this, can you do that, can you do this, can you do that, family stuff, can you do this, can you do that. My daughter Anna, she's actually killing it over in Europe, made the World Cup team, went on, she's after destroying it, Okay. I didn't go to see her last deal intentionally because I was working on the calendar and I was working on me. And you know what she said? About time, Dad. You can watch it on TV. Okay? Now, I wish I'd have been there. She was ranked. She was supposed to finish 20th. There were 16 people who'd won a medal at the Olympics in front of her. She came in fourth. I mean, just destroyed it, just killing it. And guess what? I did watch it on tea. It was fantastic. And then I got my fat three asses on the treadmill and got back to work. <laughs> but I took control of my calendar. Let me say this. In your business right now, how easy it is to take control of your calendar? Not easy. Working with a buyer, a listing comes available. 
27 offers. Got to get in. Got to get the counter done. Got to do us. Are you guys with me? There is a way to do all of it, but you've got to lead from your values. You've got to lead from what's important to you up front. If that makes sense, say aye. You've got to lead. You can be done. My, I'm still doing 104 podcasts. I'm still doing peak and mastermind and the team's conferences. I'm still doing videos the team needs. I'm still doing all this stuff. I'm still writing all this content, but now I'm doing it in such a way it's better, it's more creative, and I'm actually freaking enjoying it. It's better. It's better because I'm better. You can do this too. Oh, but the market, Brian, I know it. I know it. I get to say no thousands of times a year already. I know it. And once I made the margin, stuff's happened. Right when we finish this, going to Hawaii, going to have our first all-family vacation. Everybody's there. Grandkids are coming. Boom. Why? Because the gap was created and Beverly filled it up. <laughs> Didn't even talk to me. She just goes straight to Jeanette. Boom. You're going to Hawaii. I am. Okay. Where am I staying? You're going there. Yes, I am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so you create the margin, then you can win. Is this making sense? One of the things we're going to do on a practical level, and your coaches are going to coach you up, is we're going to get after the calendar together. We're going to get you back into the calendar. We're going to get your priorities back into the calendar. We're going to get space into the calendar. We're going to get back into the calendar. And the best version of you is going to show up. And by that calendar, there's another piece of the puzzle. If that makes sense, say aye. So here's what we're going to start doing. What do I want less of? This is how a wealthy person thinks. What do I want less of? You're wealthy people because of how you're going to manage your time. The first step in crafting the life you want is to get rid of everything you don't. What do I want more of? What do I want less of? What do I want more of? Oprah Winfrey says it this way. I know for sure what we dwell on is who we become. What do I want more of? Next, what's missing? What's missing from my life? Beverly goes down to see the grandkids every Thursday and has since they arrived. And once in a while, I make it. My new calendar has Grandpa showing up. And it's great. And Grandpa's like inviting a guy with a bunch of fireworks into your living room for July 4th. And he's not going to let him off outside. He's going to let him off inside. And then I get to hand him off. Life is good. Blaise Pascal said, don't try to add more years to your life. Better add more life to your years. Isn't that what we want? I hear the groans out there. It's what you want. It's what I want. It's what the good life is. So where are we? How are we? What do we want to be? Where do we want to be? And how to get back on track. We're going to, the priorities, the calendar. What do I want less of? What do I want more of? What's missing from my life? We're going to do that. Now, to add a little grist to the mill, here comes Cool Hand Luke. Thanks, Brian. Awesome content as usual. But I'm going to stop you right there. There's so much to this. Let's pick it up on Thursday, where we'll hear lessons from Cool Hand Luke. If you get a chance, check out the movie ahead of listening. And in the meantime, here's Brian's Montrez. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.